0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward, and this is a special edition of the Beanie Wells podcast, but I'm taking control of it for now because we need uh, two former Ohio State Lettermen to weigh in on these recent uh, developments as the Big Ten and NCAA college football uh, weighs its future and what may happen with cancellation or postponement or sticking with the plan that they just decided last week they would institute for the season uh, this year. We've got the United States Congressman down there, Anthony Gonzalez, you know, Beanie Wells, the actual host of, of his podcast. Uh, Congressman Gonzalez, I will start with uh, you. This, to me, the sticking point seems to be uh, issues over establishing testing. That people are worried about long-term health impact. Um, but really it seems like, you know, for two months, they've already allowed the players to go back and go through these workouts. Uh, There have been positive tests, but it's also been managed, I think, by and large at a very successful rate. These players seem to be safe going through workouts, and I know they haven't put on full pads or hit yet, but I would say everything so far has pointed to a successful implementation of the plan that they put out. Am I wrong here? Uh,
1: I don't think you're wrong, no. Um, And, you know, what what I've been saying all day – and being, I'm, I'm curious for your perspective on this is, so first let's talk about COVID, right? Okay. So I would argue that you are more at risk if you cancel the season because of what these guys are going to do on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, right? These are college kids uh, who, you know, if they don't have football, then that structure goes away. And the reason to, be cautious. The reason to make good decisions with respect to the illness in your free time goes down significantly because you're not going to miss a game. There's no game to miss. Uh, And so, you know, I I would argue that when you're inside the structure of the football program, when you have your mentors, your coaches, you have the medical team, you have the testing, you have games to look forward to, you're going to be much more cautious as a person uh, than, than if you just said, a full stop. Nope. Sorry. We're not playing. See you next year, a year from now. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a disaster for these kids. I think from a COVID standpoint, it's a bigger risk, but let's take that out for a second. Maybe it's not, maybe it's the same. Fine. We can disagree on that, but you've got a lot of kids who need that structure and the opportunity to play for Ohio state is the opportunity of a lifetime that we've been looking forward to from when Beanie was running around in Akron on the fields as a little kid. And I was in, in Avon Lake and we were looking around watching TV on Saturday. That's what we wanted to do our whole lives. And it's right there in front of you. And it's your chance to go to the NFL and fulfill another dream. And so to to just rip that from people, it just feels wrong to me. And and I think the repercussions, frankly, uh, are going to be enormous. Because you're taking that that structure away from kids who really need it. That's my perspective.
2: Uh, I'm with you 100% on that, Gonzo. When you look at it in and, and the whole grand scheme of things, football is something that takes a lot of kids out of so many different directions um, and environments and gives them direction. It gives them an opportunity to, you know, get structure to be able to, you know, be around people who they necessarily wouldn't be around in life and, and to gain a new perspective. And if you take that away, I think the, the, the damage is astronomical from the standpoint of what the lives of these young men would look like outside of football when those days are no longer here.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's just, and that's what I don't think people are realizing. And it, it's, it, that's what breaks my heart for these kids. Because you and I know it because we lived through that. I mean, think about this. I always say this. I've had a lot of great experiences in my life. Without question, the one that I learned the most was the college football experience. I learned what it was like to play with guys from different backgrounds and different walks of life. We learned what it was like to come together as a team, set big goals and go achieve them. Boy, if there's something we could use in this country right now, it's more that. Um, and 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 so we're uh we're taking away this opportunity which just it's life-changing it literally changes your life i wouldn't be sitting here without it and and i don't know if you would either right like this is a life-changing experience and it's getting it's, it's being taken from these kids
2: you don't want to create more division and i think you know just calling a spade a spade this would create more division because who Let's knows, go. like you said before, these are college kids. Who knows what it's going to look like when these guys are no longer required to be at the Wee Hayes, when they have places to go home to, and those places that they go home to are so much worse off than the environment in which they're in at Ohio State. And for a lot of kids, um, quite frankly, that's been the case all across college football. Um, so to, to take this away, I think it would be doing a huge disservice to everybody in the NCAA and just for the younger guys uh, that are in high school right now that are looking at the dream of going and playing at a major university um, or any university, for that matter. I think they they have to come together. I think they have enough resources, uh, enough time, enough money to put together a great plan of action for these guys to still be able to play football, and you don't ruin so many other things and so many other lives uh, that COVID has already come in and ruined, essentially. Couldn't agree more. And Gonzo...
0: Johnson, yeah. when you were talking about Thursday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday nights, right now there's no universal plan across the Big Ten or even at Ohio State specifically for uh, on-campus, in-person learning, okay? Well, I, the rest of the week there would still be potential risk for exposure to student athletes, which, you know, uh, to use the NCA buzzword here, uh, maybe if they had disregarded that and some of these amateurism laws that are so outdated – we could have put some teams in a bubble or something, but that's, that's a conversation for another day. But it, I think a lot of the points that the, the coaching staff is making that the players themselves are making is that if you're going to have the rest of uh, the student body going out on high street or going to biology class, that the risk of exposure would still exist for players. Whereas if they're going to the Woody Hayes where they have to check in and get uh, you know, three COVID tests a week where they have to have their temperature scanned, where the entire facility is bombed and, and, and disinfected multiple times per day. I'm not sure where else you could actually be that's much safer than that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And I, and again, I think this, this gets back to what I'm saying, which is, I think from a COVID standpoint, it's better that these kids are playing um, because of all the, the precautions. Now, the other thing I would say is if you feel like, Let's say you're in a position to say, well, you know, we're, st- we're testing three times a week, but we should really do it every day. Then test every day. Uh, I mean, I, I certainly don't think money is the object. Uh, and I, I suspect that, that, you know, you could find ways to pay for that. So, um, you know, what, whatever precaution needs to be taken, uh, if, if what we're doing now isn't enough, um, then let's, let's do that. Uh, and, you know, and I think it, it, it boils down to, um, whether or not you're willing to sort of go down that path. And, and the other thing I would say is, you know, I, I think if, if you said to the players, I'm just putting myself in this situation, right, going, going back to my, my last year. If you said, hey, look, we're going to play, but you cannot go out. If you're going to have people to the house, you know, you got to be careful, whatever. Put, you put whatever rules you want and you said, look, it's, it's three months or it's four months of your life, and then you can go back. I'm like, fine. <laughs> Sign me up, whatever it is. I don't care. Like, you tell me what you want me to do so that you can let me go play, and I'll do it because, the, because I want to be with my teammates, and I want that opportunity. Uh, and, and I think most, most kids are probably that way. Now, some will break rules and all that. You can't control that entirely. But, um, but when it comes to, to things, I'll put it this way. The one thing an athlete wants more than anything is to play their sport. And if you want to punish a kid, take them off the field. And that's, that's what this is going to feel like to these kids. It's going to feel like they're being punished.
2: I think they're just, quite frankly, they're asking for trouble if they take this season away. Um, I think you do sort of have the resources. And I think some players, like you said, Gonzo, would opt into some sort of bubble-type structure. If they wanted to put these individuals and say, you know what, you're going to be at the Woody, you're going to do classes, we're going to bring tutors here, this, that, and the third, a lot of guys will do it just to have a football season. And I think you can go around the country and you look at these other larger programs who have the dollars to be able to make this thing happen. I think you could. Now, I get you're going to sit there and say, well, these kids, they're young kids and uh, they need to have lives outside of the sport. I agree. That's why you give them the opportunity to opt in or opt out for that matter. I think you definitely put that play on the table, and I don't know why that couldn't be an option.
1: That's the thing. You said the word, which I think is the key word, which is option.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's, right, if the parents want their kids playing, if the kids want to play, if the coaches want to coach, what are we doing? I mean, like, let's, let's give these guys an option. Let's let them have the opportunity. And if, if they want to opt out, totally respect that 100% respect that. If you're, if you're looking and you're going, Hey, look, I don't want to take the risk. Don't take the risk. We'll protect your eligibility. We'll give you another year, whatever it is. Right. We could, that accommodation is easy. That's an easy conversation to have. Um, but you know, for those who have been working their whole lives and to your point, going back home, isn't such a great option all the time. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, to, to take, to take that away and say, Hey, that's okay. Go back to your home. I mean, this was an escape from that. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, you know, it's it's disappointing, um, but you know, hopefully, hopefully, cooler heads prevail on that. I mean, look, I I keep saying until you know October first rolls around and there's not football, I'm going to keep keep talking about this and <laughs> making phone calls and trying to trying to get. Uh, at least open the doors. And, and, you know, we're talking about college football. I'm doing the same thing locally with, with high school football. Um, I've been talking to Coach Ginn, uh, Ted's dad, because uh, they canceled the Senate League in Cleveland, which I think is wow. is a disaster for those yeah. kids. I mean, it's really bad for college football. I mean, Beanie, you, like, you're uh-huh. going to take those kids away from Coach Ginn.
2: Yeah, I mean. Where are you?
1: <laughs> I don't know where they're going.
2: Yeah. You know that neighborhood and that environment and the type of kids that he impacts. Um i mean that's it's a disaster waiting to happen. I mean football is not even just football let's look at all sports, especially when going from my high school level that one is a great opportunity two it's a great opportunity for these kids to have the sense of structure and the sense of goals to work towards something. They know that I'm going to class because I got to be eligible I got to be eligible because I want a scholarship i got to you know practice for the ACT, I got so many other things and so many different layers that I have to, you know, abide by and accomplish in order to play this sport. Um, you take that away, you're going to see a decline in a lot of things and not just with football, but so many other sports for these kids. I think you have to find a way to accommodate um, the families and to make this thing happen um, for these young individuals.
1: I couldn't couldn't agree more. I mean, what, I,
2: what I find most
0: interesting, you brought this up, Gonzo, with players opting in or out that's how life works. Okay. In general, but also you always have the option to play football or not play football. And you both did it uh, all throughout high school at a very high level at Ohio state. And then into the NFL at no point, did anyone hold a gun to your head and say, you must play football. When you got to Ohio state, you still could have, you know, lost your given, uh, given up your scholarship, walked away from the game, retired from the game. If the risk became, uh, too, too great. That's the way it works. Um, I think that, that gets to what you're talking about uh, Gonzo that if the opportunity to not play is there, that doesn't really make sense. They're, they're t- you're taking in the opt-in or out of a game that is always risky uh, in terms of concussion you know, paralyzation or, or God forbid even worse. That's the way football works. So I don't to say that you're going to mitigate the risk of this game because of COVID-19 well it is all it's already far more risky to play it no matter what
1: yeah I mean I, I think you, you get into something right like I retired because of injury you need to say like at some point you do say hey this is no longer worth it for me <laughs> um, and uh, you know that that happens at some point point. Um, and so I you know I COVID, look, it's been very frustrating for everybody. Like, I I don't, I don't know anybody who's just loving life right now. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and it's, it's difficult and confusing and we're all frustrated. Um, and and that's to be expected. Um, but you know, I think for me personally, like one of the things that's most difficult is when it just feels like you have no choices left. Um, and you know, it's, you, you're, you do not even have the option of of doing things um, especially as being articulated is uh, so much better than me um, when the impact is so severe uh, and, and the, oppor- the opportunity is so great, but the impact, the negative impact of not having the opportunity um, is, is disastrous. And I, I'll keep saying that until I'm blue in the face. Cause I, I believe it. And I believe I'm a player's guy at the end of the day. I love my teammates I absolutely would do anything for them. I think they all know that. Um, and I want to see them have success. And this is the way for a lot of these guys. This is, this is the path. This is what they've spent their whole life trying to do. Uh, and, and it's right here in front of them. And now, you're, and now it's, it's being taken. It's not fair.
2: Yeah, i, I say, man, you think this is a dangerous and scary time now? Um, you take this sport away um, right now because we all need some welcome distraction. Um, And college football has been that for so many people for so many years. Uh, But especially now, you take this sport away, um, you watch how much more scarier it could possibly get. Um, It would be a devastating time for me because, obviously, I look forward to Saturdays. I look forward to talking about the sport. But so many other people's lives are geared around their favorite college football team. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to the outcome, and I certainly hope – you know, cooler minds prevail and they come together in some common ground uh, to make this thing happen.
1: I agree. I agree. I mean, I, the one thing I said to – I won't out this person, but somebody who's in the room, as I said, look, here here's be my advice. You go into that roster and ask Coach Day who comes from the, the most difficult background. And you ask that player to go home. You go, you go with that player and go home and see what home looks like and go walk a day in his shoes. And then you tell me that you think it's the right thing to do to stop playing football. Because I have a feeling you'll say, okay, yeah, I think we need to play. Because <laughs> these kids, this is more than just a game for them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and like I said, I, I hope – I hope that uh, that cooler heads prevail. I, I, you know, we'll see. Um, the one thing that gives me hope I'll say this is there's so much energy on it and the players all do by and large, the players want to play and their parents seem to want them to play. Something's going to happen. You just can't, I don't know what it looks like, but some, some, something's going to happen if with all this energy um, pushing on this, that's my, that's my hope, uh, but we'll see.
2: Austin, could you foresee a situation happening to where, let's say the Big Ten cancels their season, um, would Ohio State then have their right to be an individual to team up, well, let's say Clemson, Alabama, and they, all these teams, they get in some type of bubble, and they all just play each other. Could you envision something like that, Transmire? I can
0: come up with a fantasy of it happening, and I get really excited about it, but I, I think everyone I've talked to at this point says logistically and contractually – that that would not really be an option. You've heard, you know, Ryan Day brought that up uh, earlier on Monday. Scott Frost, the same at Nebraska. You know, these schools that are adamant about playing, that you have to pursue every option. Uh, I'm not sure how far that pursuit would actually go before they ran into the hurdles that, you know, many administrators have told me about for months, that it's not going to be that easy. Notre Dame is in an isolated, you know, situation, being an independent um, and owning their own broadcast rights, which is, again – you know, Gonzo's talked about funding a bunch of this stuff while well, the television deals are skyrocketing and they desperately would want college football to be played. So I can understand why people are talking about that as, you know, because Ohio State has the, the the wherewithal to make that happen. I don't think that they would be allowed to do so. It would also, uh, I think it would basically disband the, disband the Big Ten permanently, which maybe that's a good outcome if this is well the league feels, the rest of the league feels about. Uh, supporting big time college football. But I don't think that in the short term that that is an outcome uh, that can happen, but maybe we get that, that force majeure, which I'm having to learn a lot more legal terms covering college football this year. Maybe that would open up some opportunities. Maybe Gonzo knows better than I do if they can make something happen at the federal level. But I, I think that in that situation, Ohio state would probably be out of luck.
1: You know,
0: it's interesting. Um,
1: I, my sense is you're right, but, um, you know, it's 2020 crazy things are happening. <laughs> <Yeah. out there. laughs> uh, so, um, no, I don't know. I mean, there, there could be an angle, um, through force majeure or maybe, um, I don't know. I mean, it, but you're right that the, the contractual obligations I actually think are the hardest. I think logistically you could figure it out. Um, the contractual obligations are tough and, yeah, although you know what I would say is, look, if if it's just about how do we split the money, um, you know, maybe you can come to an agreement on that because certainly splitting a hundred ten ways is better than splitting zero ten ways, right? <laughs> um, so uh, you know, I, I, but I, I don't, I don't know. You're you're right. I think there's a lot of people who would say, well, does this destroy the Big Ten forever? And that would give them pause. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. But, again, there's so much energy on it where I I feel like something's going to happen. It it, it needs to.
2: Yeah, I I can't wait till we get this, you know, across the ESPN ticker about what's going down. But, you know, I certainly hope these guys make the right decisions. So many lives are at stake. uh, So many jobs are at stake. Um, And and this is something that's so huge for a lot of people across the country. Uh, And, you know, the the mind-blowing thing for me is really – We've had ample amount of time now to kind of figure something out. We've had, you know, six, seven months to kind of get something together, knowing that the college football season would be on the horizon, knowing that there wouldn't be some type of vaccine that was just going to happen overnight with no trials and everybody was going to take this vaccine and be cleared. We've had a lot of time to figure things out and – that's the sad part. You know, you got the people at the top. I don't know what they were doing with that free time that they had. But, you know, uh, obviously you couldn't be around people, but you certainly could be on the phone doing something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I've, so in my, you know, my congressional job, this is the thing that most parents tell me when, when the kids' schools get canceled. It's like, what, is, what have y'all been doing? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we canceled in March. We knew we were supposed to start back up again in <laughs> August.
2: Um,
1: so uh, so that's, that, is, that is a common uh, <laughs> complaint that you just voiced. And I, I agree with it. So. And
0: they, well, they spent all this time coming up with this elaborate, you know, uh, Jenga schedule. And you know, spent two months working on it, Big Ten only. And then five days later, like, yeah, forget about all that. I, I don't get it.
1: <laughs> gotta, well, that's where you gotta you gotta ask yourself who's making the decision, right? Because the conference seemed to have come together and say, hey, here's sort of what we're gonna do and here's how we're gonna plan around it. And then you know, a couple of days later to your point, it's like, no, actually we're not gonna do any of that. It's like, well, what was the point of this exercise? Yeah, what did,
0: what did you spend the last two months working on? I like, that part <laughs> is silly because like if the presidents knew that, you know, a number of them were going to vote no, then who authorized spending money on building a schedule and going through all the medical protocols that they were going to put in place? And by the way, if you didn't think it was safe, who authorized uh, Kevin Warren to say you can start training camp on Thursday and send them back out to practice today? Like none of this stuff makes any sense, um, but I'm getting kind of worked up again. That wasn't really the point of the night. it was more so you guys had an opportunity to talk from a player's perspective about why, uh, playing sports at this level, even when there's risk, uh, how that can, that can pay off for you guys. And and you both obviously benefited tremendously from that opportunity at Ohio state.
1: Yep. Well, thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for pulling this together. Being always great to see you.
2: Always great to see you too, man.
1: Yep.
2: Guys, I always say I'm waiting on you one day to, uh, Run for president, you know. <laughs> Perfect guy. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you I have to call my wife and explain that one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate it. Hey, um, Hang in there, man. Be safe. How's your kid doing? I know he's, he's a heck of a player, huh?
2: Yeah, man, we just left football practice. I'm coaching both of them. One's playing quarterback and uh, the other one's playing running back. So we right. shall see how this transpires. It's a first year tackle, too. Oh wow! What kind of protocols they have in place? <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy. We just was able to start. We had to wait a whole two weeks. We started practice. We practiced for two weeks. Then we had to stop for two weeks while they decided if we're going to have the season. And now we're going to have the season. We started back camp today. So it's just crazy. Here's the protocol: give the ball to Beanie's kids and get <laughs> out of the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's that's straight from Congress, so that team has no choice at this point. Uh, Congressman Anthony Gonzalez, former great Ohio State Buckeye wide receiver, Beanie Wells, you know him. This was uh, his podcast that he let me crash for a little bit to talk about this uh, pressing situation. Beanie Wells, Anthony Gonzalez, I am just Austin Ward. Thanks so much for joining us at Letterman Row. We will see you next time.